on this episode of the Girl Talk podcast. Even in the middle of pain, I think we can ask questions of God without questioning God. Mm. And that was something that I learned in that hard time. You are listening to the Girl Talk podcast brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And we are so glad that you are here today. So I had an interesting thing happen to me a couple of weeks ago that I wanted to share with you. And that's going to be the diving off the diving board for our discussion today. I had a friend from college who I haven't talked to in many, many years. And she reached out to me on Facebook, sent me a Facebook message. And she said, I'm in recovery. And I am in the make amends time of my recovery. And she said, I have some things I would like to make amends with you about. And I automatically start thinking, and I'm like, you know, I've not seen her in a real long time. So Mm. I I didn't have any, like nothing came up for me. And I was thinking, did I do something? You know, I was going through the whole thing. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah. And so I gave her a time and, and she, and so the day came when we were going to have this phone call. So she calls me up on the phone and she says, uh, I want, I've written a letter and I want to read it to you and then I'll answer any questions you have. And y'all know me, formal settings make me so incredibly nervous. <laughs> like I don't know what to do in serious situations. Most of the time I crack a joke and get in trouble. Yes. So that is usually my default, but I knew this was not the time for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So she reads me this beautiful letter um, and when she gets to the end, she was like, do you have any questions? And I was like, I don't, but I want to say how proud I am of you for, for going after your healing and doing the things that you need to do. But after that, it just kind of was like a rock in my shoe. And I brought, I wanted to bring it here to the table because I started thinking through that whole process that she went through. And she said, I've got several more phone calls to make. And I asked her how I could be praying for her. And we had some good conversation. But uh, I asked someone else who had been in recovery. I was like, what is the deal with making amends? I said, how do you not let that person's response to you keep you from doing the rest of the work that you need to do? Oh, that's a great question. Because I was like, if I had stewed long enough on like something I needed to be upset about or a situation you know I mean it it's been a long time since I was in college so I have forgetfulness on my side but um but I don't know that my response would have been the same you know maybe at the time would have been different I don't know and so I asked somebody in recovery I was like tell me how that happens because I'm not sure I understand that process and she said well the part of recovery that where you make amends, she said, you go to the person and you apologize for your part mm-hmm. and what you've done to contribute. She said, she her particular um, addiction, she said, with my addiction, she said, I hurt so many people and I was used to blaming everybody else. So she said, the making amends phase of the journey is more you taking responsibility for your part. She said, so really their response is not... That, that's not part of the journey. You expect everything. And I even mm-hmm. did a show about this. And one lady said she had four family members she needed to make amends with. And she got four different responses from all of them. And that's kind of what got this going in my head going like, okay, well, how do you keep from healing if that person reacts Doesn't in forgive a different you. way? 
Um, so that's can mm. been in my head, and I've been thinking that our world could use a lot more people making amends. No doubt. <laughs> so I was trying to think of people maybe that I need to make amends, and I'm mm. very sensitive to this, so much so that I was in a meeting last week. And can I just say this? I showed my tail. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I did not act in a way that it was glorifying to God. I said things I shouldn't have. I was frustrated and I was hurt and all those things. Not an excuse. Not making an excuse. I'm just telling you that I was out of line. So much so, God's been dealing with me this. I had to go back in the next, that was on a Thursday or Friday, I think the meeting was. And I had to go back and on that Monday, send out an email to the people that were in that that meeting and say, I'm so sorry. Like, I wow, do not, I, I did not act appropriately. And, you know, I got all sorts of responses. You know, you don't need to worry about it. We're good. You know, we didn't. And, but God wouldn't leave me alone about it because oh. I tried. And, and I just wonder if, Somebody's listening today, and you need to make amends with somebody, but you're afraid of their response. (laughs) Or maybe you need to make amends with somebody, and they're not here for you to make amends with, Mm -hmm. like they've passed away, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. they live far away, and you don't know how to get contact. I mean, you know, all all these situations, because God has just been bringing that up in my mind recently, and I, I think we live in such a society that we're all just looking for something to be angry about. Mm-hmm. And I just feel a burden to say those things and to say, you know, I, it's the first time I had ever really walked with anybody who I've known that was in recovery and been a part of that situation. Mm-hmm. So it was very eye opening for me. Have y'all ever mm-hmm. been in a situation? with it? Not exactly like that. Okay. I had um, a person though, one time who had hurt me deeply mm-hmm. Um, and intentionally hurt me deeply, who I ran into at an event, a public event, Mm. probably 10 years after she had done the thing that she had done intentionally. Um, No, she, I avoided her all day (laughs) long. I mean, I went every other way because I didn't want to have to have that hard confrontation. I didn't want to have the discussion. She just, she walked up to me and looked me in the eyes. She didn't necessarily apologize for what she had done. Mm -hmm. She didn't really acknowledge that, but she looked at me and she said, thank you for the grace and kindness that you have shown me. Wow. And that was it. Wow. Okay. And she did say, I hope we could be friends. That might be a little bit more than I'm willing to take on, but it's at least, I mean, just the idea of her saying, thank you for the grace and kindness uh-huh, uh-huh. that you've shown me was enough of an apology. It was enough mm. of acknowledgement uh-huh. for me to go, wow, okay, I, we, I can heal. Mm. I can heal from this. That's yeah. Great. You know, feelings that I've had. I'd already forgiven her, but she, I hadn't seen her. So yeah, there was no interaction. There was no interaction. Yeah. I had a, an experience that is different really from both of okay. you guys. So I got a call, this wasn't that long ago, from someone saying those exact same words, I am calling you to make amends. Mm. This was a person that I had a a business dealing with years ago. Uh And there was, it was so long ago that I don't really remember the details, but they were calling to make amends. And I had already forgiven them, you know, and moved on, but... But uh, 
I, I never even thought about it. So I was I was shocked to get the call, number one, and they asked me to give them a call back. So I gave them a call back, and the experience was so, hmm, it was unsatisfying in a sense in that the person said to me, we had this experience, I feel like I uh, didn't do what I should have done, how much money do I owe you? Oh. I'm calling to make amends. Transactional. Uh, transactional. Yeah. I didn't care about the money one bit. Yeah. But what they never said hmm. was I'm sorry. You know, I, yeah. it was there was never that sense of I'm sorry that I let you down or hurt you or what or whatever it was. There was never that sense of that. It was I, I, I can throw some money at this. Right, um, go away. And and I and I said, well, I that's okay. You know, I don't need that money. I don't want that money. And and then it was like, okay, goodbye. And that that uh, was it. And it was, it was, it was. I I wanted to be like, I want to be praying for you and good mm. for you, and I'm proud of you. And but I I I was so shocked at the whole experience, and 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 it never there was never a connection. And I didn't feel that there was an openness for me to say I'm rooting for you. And 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 then. The next thing, the the conversation was over, and I was like, oh, you know, and and I was really, I was sad about mm-hmm. that experience because I did not feel like I had any uh, opportunity to connect with this person. And I felt like God sort of used that to say to me, I... When you repent about the things that you've done wrong, I, I want to know that you really mean it in a sense, mm. right? God offers us full forgiveness for mm-hmm. the things he allows us to make amends. But when I kind of go, sorry for, you know, well, sorry for messing up yesterday, but I'm not really like God. I see that that was hurtful yeah. to someone else or that I, I sinned against you and I'm really sorry about that. That's got to feel very different <laughs> yeah. to him yeah. than when I gloss over it quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, just in looking at the two different stories mm-hmm. and hearing your story versus yeah. Carol's story is a perfect example of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, true, honest repentance and one relationship, valuing relationship, yeah. not checking a box. Mm-hmm. And how often do we check boxes with God? Yeah. Right? I, that's convicting. Well, and something that you said was the key to it. You said connection. Mm-hmm. I think most of us live our lives waiting for an apology that's never going to come. Sure. Yeah. There are, I mean, we, as females, tend to be more relational than than most males. And that's a broad generalization. I realize that. But as relational beings, there are bound to be some places in your life where you are waiting on an apology. I've been hoping for it convicted like mm-hmm. there have been seasons of my life where I have staked my life on that apology coming yeah. and I've allowed it to limit my healing and that's why this was so because I kept digging right. down I was like why is this intriguing to me like, mm-hmm. why why is my my I mean I could not get this off my mind I even came in one day and I was like Trisha so I gotta <laughs> tell you the story you know and we I had a good I, chat I, about Steve it. you know from uh-huh. the admin side came uh-huh. over and he was listening and I was like yeah. I've got to get to the bottom of this. This is bugging me. And I think it's because I've spent seasons of my life waiting on an apology that is not going to come. So how do we as believers move on and forgive? Because right. unforgiveness hurts no one but you. Yes. 
Yeah. I've said this. So true. I was sitting in our studios here at the radio station doing an interview with a gentleman who, bless his heart, is all I can say, because he said this statement, and I immediately started sobbing. He said, unforgiveness is the poison we drink, hoping it'll kill somebody else. And y'all... Two seconds. I was completely just, <gasps> I mean, like an ugly cry mm-hmm. because I knew it was true. Mm-hmm. And I have spent seasons of my life where I have waited on that apology to come. And and here's what I want you to hear today. Because I hear this a lot from um, people who will call a radio station because they don't have to look at us every day. And they'll tell us things because they don't have to look at us every day, you know. Yeah. And who will say, um, they'll present some need and I'll be like, well, you know, are you plugged into a local church? No, I got hurt by the church. So I'm going to particularly hone in on that (laughs) Um, because I've had some church hurt in my past. And if you are waiting on an apology to come for you to go back to church, can I just say, don't miss Jesus because of people. And, and I know, and, and you're like, Carol, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they said. And you're right, I don't. But I know this, and I will stake my life on this, that missing Jesus will be the worst thing that you will ever do in your entire life. And if you allow somebody to stand in the way, then you are allowing the enemy to win. And that's hard for me to say because I know, and and we'll probably get emails about this, and there will be people who won't like me very much, and that's okay because I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But I care about you enough to say, stop waiting. It doesn't affect your healing. Because you're drinking poison. Drinking poison. Mm -hmm. Hoping to hurt the church. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And all your hurting is yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So what do we do? How do we make amends? How do we move forward? How do we... Is hurt real? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. But I'm going to say this. Go after that thing. Like, (laughs) I'm very vocal around here. So if something's bothering me, you usually know it. Here here are my signs. And like most of the people in my circles know. Trisha, well, you know it too. If I won't look at y'all, you know that something's going on, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Or if I give you that quick passing glance, like, and then I look down, that's a good sign. Or if I'm very quiet, you know, all these signals. You have those two. And so, you know, right now, in fact, you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I really need to turn this off right now because they're making me mad, but (laughs) I continue to listen because I I want you to go after that thing. See what's underneath all that. Kind of peel back the layers and say, Lord, what is it about this that I need to deal with and start my healing process? Because if you or I broke our leg and we didn't go to the doctor to get it fixed in the proper way, We'd probably always walk with a limp and our work, our leg wouldn't work like it was supposed to, right? Same thing with emotions. It's going to affect every other relationship that you have until you, fit, until you get that thing settled, until you get that place healed. Is it going to happen overnight? Probably not. There are some situations where God heals people just like that, and I believe he can. But at least in my experience, it's been a slow obedience in the right direction, you know, towards Christ. And it's been a slow healing process. Even talking about it today, I feel like it's part of, partially 
that healing process. Sure. My friend getting in touch with me to make amends had no idea what she was doing. I mean, she, like, I hope she, she does listen to this podcast. So I hope she hears this podcast and she sees what an inspiration that she was to me. Maybe I even reach out to her and say, you know what? That inspired me to go after some things in my life that I feel like I've been waiting on. Mm-hmm. And, and some of you are mad at God because the apologies haven't come. Well, the, the problem with that is he could be laying it on somebody's heart and they're being disobedient. So why delay your healing? Like, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Am yeah. I wrong? Yep. No. Y'all tell me. Y'all call me on it. Well, you do you usually do. So. No, I think that's I think right. The other thing that's important to remember is that you may have been hurt. We've all been hurt, mm. but we've also all hurt people. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And somebody needs to apologize to you, but you also need to apologize to somebody else. Mm. And I, I think also some people maybe waiting on an apology from God mm. because of a hurtful situation. Yeah. And I that, know Trisha. there have been times, yeah. especially when my mom died so yeah. tragically, I was waiting on an apology from God. Yeah. And God doesn't have to apologize to mm-hmm. me. God has a plan. I don't have to understand it, yeah. but I can still trust it. Even in the middle of pain, I think we can Ask questions of God without questioning God. Mm. And that was something that I learned in that hard time. God allows those questions. Um, and just kind of how he did to Job, you know, he's like, listen, I hear you and I love you, but I am the creator of all. And I have a plan that you may not know. You may not understand all of it right now. Uh, one day you may, mm. but you can trust me in the middle of it. And uh, lovingly, the way a father will do to a, a, a unknowing child, he put his arm around me. And I realized that I don't have to have an apology from God, mm-hmm. that I can lay down my thought of how I thought something was going to be, and I can trust him in the middle of it. That's good stuff. That's beautiful. It is beautiful stuff. And we're only saying these things because we care about mm-hmm. your healing and your wholeness. Yeah. And we've been there. And we have been there. Mm-hmm. And we would consider it an honor and a privilege if you'd share your story with us. Um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that when you go through anything, you then become a steward of your story. And how you steward your story matters. And somebody needs to hear it. I mean, somebody along your path is going to need to hear how God healed you. And so don't be afraid to share that story. Thank you so much for listening today. We love you so much. And we value your um, engagement in this community. If you want to email us, you're welcome to share your story with us. Girltalk at the lightfm.org. That's our email address. And uh, we love you folks at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee could not do this without your help each and every week. You make it possible. So thank you. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.